0: the
1: parish likes to to look at kind of the bigger picture
0: a priest is an altar too.
1: they just go 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 in the zeal of jesus christ there is compassion for poor people
0: and it has this
2: beautiful historic church heaven coming down to earth thanks be to god from the rome of the west this is the catholic gateway podcast your audio gateway into the archdiocese of st louis On each episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, we'll tell the stories about the interesting people, places, and events that make up the Archdiocese of St. Louis. We'll also give an update on Catholic news, courtesy of the reporters from the St. Louis Review and Catholic St. Louis Magazine, the official publications of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. So with trust in the Holy Spirit, let's begin. In today's world where communications seem to be uh, so prevalent, it's so easy to communicate in so many different ways, uh, the church um, really has a, a challenge and also an opportunity there to be able to reach uh, many more people than we ever could before. And so, you know, the Catholics are, are called to share the gospel um, in season and out of season constantly, you know, all the time. Um, so. How we can go about doing that um, is a lot easier, but also um, there are some challenges involved. So to talk a little bit about marketing, communications in the church, I have with me Christine Schicker uh, from EWTN to um, talk a little bit about, about this topic. So, Christine, thanks for coming in.
1: My pleasure, Gabe. Thanks for, being, thanks for letting me join you today. Yeah,
2: happy to. I'm, uh, this is obviously a, a sort of a new communications venture for us here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, doing a podcast, and uh, this specifically is the the Catholic Gateway Podcast, where we talk a little bit about uh, uh, stuff going on in St. Louis and the news a little bit, and and get people uh, something that's very timely. Um, and so communications is always very timely. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do for EWTN, and uh, and then your background a little bit, because you have quite an extensive uh, background and a lot of experience.
1: Sure. Thanks, Gabe, again, for having me on the podcast today. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I am a regional manager for EWTN. I'm the North Central regional manager. I am based out of my home office in Michigan, but I have a nine-state territory that I travel to, come to different dioceses, like here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, meet with different diocesan representatives and talk with them about EWTN, how EWTN can help them with already the great work that they're doing at the diocesan level. I also am here this weekend to attend the, the Catholic Women's Conference. So I will be hosting a vendor table and hope to speak with many many women uh, as they stop by the EWTN table just to share with them a little bit about all of the resources that EWTN can provide to them as Catholic women or even non-Catholic women. Uh, EWTN has a wealth of, of resources, again, that will help hopefully help them learn more about their catholic faith fall in love with their catholic faith and then our our hope really is that those people that learn more about their catholic faith will go out in their local communities their local churches their local catholic schools their local neighborhood communities and really live out their local catholic faith so that's a little bit about what i do at ewtn you'd asked about my experience
2: yeah i mean because um I think I read on your bio that you were originally hired by Mother Angelica, right?
1: I was. I was. Uh, the first time I worked for EWTN was probably about 17 years ago when I lived in Alabama, and I had the genuine honor and pleasure of actually being interviewed by Mother Angelica. I had no idea that that was going to happen when I went in for the interview, and I probably was probably a good thing, uh, but it was just a real honor to interview with mother angelica she did hire me my first time that i worked at ewtn uh... and since having been hired at ewtn that first time i had a a number of opportunities to spend some time with mother Um, i can't believe it's almost a year that she's been gone now uh... having passed away last year on easter sunday evening Um, but it was a wonderful opportunity just to spend time with her be in her presence learn from her laugh with her Um, She was a, a wonderful, wonderful woman. Prior to coming to EWTN, I actually came into broadcasting. I knew I wanted to go into broadcasting when I went into college, and I went to school not too far from here in St. Louis. I went to Northwest Missouri State University in Maryville, Missouri, studied broadcasting, both television and radio, with a marketing background. And from there, I went out to New York City and lived In the Connecticut area but worked my first job in the broadcasting industry was actually in New York City for a couple of well-known cable television stations so it's interesting how you look back at your life and you see how God was laying the groundwork and thank God I learned a lot about the broadcasting industry when I worked in New York City and those skills and that experience I've been able to applied to my work within the Catholic industry. So after leaving New York City and the cable industry, I, I, like you said, I worked at EWTN, but then I also went on to help start a network of Catholic radio stations in the upper Midwest called Relevant Radio. Uh, I went on to work... we
2: have a good uh, friend of the Archdiocese of St. Louis, Wendy Weiss, who is... Yes, yes. ...host of one of the shows on Relevant.
1: Absolutely. Wendy does an amazing job. Yes, she's a blessing to have here in St. Louis, and Relevant Radio is lucky to have her on the air, too. She's great. Uh, And then I went on to work for a Catholic communications agency, and... Um, and then finally on to ewTN
2: Wow so I mean you've been in this industry then for for a number of years and been in a variety of different roles and, and seen a lot of the um, different sides to it I guess so you have a little bit of um, expertise and sort of um, I want to get into talking a little bit about then like the the landscape of of communications and you know you said you were uh, um, marketing you're in marketing for EWTN specifically yes I think sometimes when people hear marketing and the church even when it comes to like EWTN uh, maybe get a little skeptical like oh we're not trying to sell a product here you know we're not trying to you know make money or whatever we're trying to share the gospel and so um, talk about that a little bit like the, that idea of marketing because like I think a lot of Catholics don't think that we have to market the church um, we have to share it right. and I think people think sharing but there's sort of maybe a little subtle difference between marketing and just sharing something so maybe just can we tease that out a little bit? Do you have some, some thoughts on that?
1: Sure, Gabe. No, I think you're right. I think that when people hear the term marketing as it relates to the Catholic Church or any sort of faith, they feel like they are going to be sold something. You know, somebody's going to try and cram somebody else's belief down their throat. And the Catholic Church doesn't do that. I mean, let's just be clear that, that most Catholics just really want to share their faith, why they love their Catholic faith, what they love about their Catholic faith, why they believe what they believe. And when we use the term marketing at EWTN, it's not selling somebody, you know, the Catholic Church. What we're really trying to do is make people more aware of all of the various resources that are available to Catholics and non-Catholics across the country, around the world. Um, these resources, letting them know, sort of marketing those resources, communicating those those resources exist for people to grow in their Catholic faith. So if people haven't been to church in 10, 15, 30 years, 50 years, there are places that a Catholic can go to find out more about what the church teaches, maybe get some questions answered, maybe help them sort of discover why they left the church or if they had a discrepancy or, or a disagreement with the church, maybe to find out a little bit more information about what the truth is. Um, you know, those resources like you have here in St. Louis, the St. Louis Review, a wonderful, wonderful newspaper. Um, you've got Covenant Catholic Radio here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, another amazing resource. So to let people know that these resources exist for them To help them grow in their Catholic faith, EWTN has a wealth of those kinds of resources.
2: I was just going to ask, yeah, what are some of the things? You have your app pulled up on your phone. I do. (laughs) What what are some of the things EWTN offers?
1: You know, one of the taglines we like to say at EWTN is EWTN is everywhere. So, everywhere that people can consume media, EWTN exists, again, as a resource to let people know more about the Catholic faith, share more about the Catholic faith. Hopefully, they'll learn about it, they'll fall in love with the Catholic faith, either fall in love with it again, or even for the first time. And those resources are, are vast. They, I think most people are familiar with our television station. So we have a 24 hour a day, seven day a week, 365 day a year Catholic television channel, not only in English, but in Spanish and in German, and we've got a variety of, of languages across the world. We've got over 350 plus Catholic radio affiliates that carry our programming that's generated from our Alabama studios. We have a newspaper that comes out every other week called the National Catholic Register. You mentioned um, the smartphone app. I do have my app up now. We have a free downloadable app that you can stream us live right from the app via television. You can stream us on the radio. You can stream any of our channels, as I was saying, all of those channels in the various languages, all available for free from our app. The app will also let you um, pull up video on demand. So if somebody has a favorite show or they find a particular show that they've loved, um, we have a variety of those video on demands. Um, you can connect to all of our social media sites. We're on Facebook, we're on Pinterest, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, just where everybody else is. Um, so we have a variety of those resources, again, to share with people where they can turn to either publicly or in the quiet of their own homes, in the quiet of their own cars. Again, just to find out that resource, whether it's helping them answer questions that they have about the Catholic faith, whether it's to pray with us through the mass that we have, daily mass, multiple times throughout the day. Certainly we have, uh, we offer the rosary and the chaplet of divine mercy and uh, a variety of other programs, programs for men and women and children. We have a daily news program. So we, EWTN really is everywhere.
2: Yeah, you're going to get your fill of Catholic news and information and, and catechesis by turning to EWTN, and I think it's it's helpful just, to, um, you know, when you follow something like EWTN or any number of other good Catholic sources on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, whatever, and just scrolling through as you're seeing, you know, maybe bad news or so-and-so said this or this is happening, and, and it's nice to have a refreshing dose of Catholic news or Catholic theology or a prayer or something um, just to kind of ground you a little bit in the, in the midst of a busy day. And I was telling you before uh, before we started the interview, uh, one way I love to consume EWTN is through through YouTube, actually through the Roku app I have hooked up to, or the Roku box that mm-hmm. I have hooked up to my phone. And I, I, I really enjoy watching EWTN News Nightly that way. So it's posted on YouTube every night after their, uh, after it runs on, on EWTN yes. at, at 6 p.m., I think, Eastern time. Uh, uh, yes. And so... Um, or five o'clock central, but, um, I, I love watching that just right on my Roku app on my TV. It's just like real TV. It's just when I have the chance to sit down and watch it, which may not be when it's on live TV. I have, you know, some time when the kids go to bed at 1030 and I can turn it on. So it's, it's really, um, it's really nice to have those resources there across any number of different channels.
1: And, you know, Gabe, you were talking about getting, um, News or information about the church through some of these resources, like the St. Louis Review, like EWTN, like our EWTN News nightly program of the National Catholic Register. I think it's really important for Catholics and others who want to know the truth. Certainly, big T or capital T and small t. I remember maybe a year or so ago, I had a neighbor of mine who is not Catholic saw a news story about the Holy Father and. There was some sort of quote in there, and I, I'm not going to remember the specifics. But she came to me questioning, "Did the Holy Father really say this?" And you know, her source was probably one of the network news shows or you know, cable news shows. And I had to say, "Well, hold on a minute. Let me just double check a little bit uh, into that story." And I went to a Catholic source, whether it's Catholic News Agency, again, the National Catholic Register, um, those types of of trusted catholic sources to get the full story and i was i was able to go back to her with a full quote of what the holy father said not only context exactly exactly (laughs) and that was exactly what i was just going to say is in the context of what the story was about and it really opened her eyes and i had to share with her look if you're if you're going to follow any information or any news items about the catholic church specifically I would just caution you about the source that you're going to to get that information. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, if it's coming from a secular source, it might be a little bit twisted or, or you know, shaped in a way that might not be so um, becoming to the or, Catholic or Church. Or just
2: simply without the full understanding of Absolutely. the truth and the Church and, and our teachings and that kind Absolutely. of thing. Absolutely. We just had that, what, last week or the week before when Pope Francis, in an interview, made an off-the-cuff comment about married priests. And the media went nuts. Nuts you about know? it. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't anything. It was, was off an offhand comment uh, at the end of a long sentence uh, talking about priests and, and vocations. He mentioned something. The media went crazy. And so everybody started thinking that he was opening this door to priests being married, which wasn't at all what he said. So you're right. It's, there's, it kind of leads into my next question, too. There's so much information out there whether it's about the Catholic Church or about anything else, mm-hmm. it's hard to sort of uh, cut through the mess, right? And, and all this stuff. What's a Catholic to do? You know, do you have any thoughts on that? Like if you're a, just a Catholic in the pew and, and uh, maybe not as connected as you or I are working in the sure. church, working in media and communications for the church in, in different roles, you're just somebody out there who has a normal job, nine to five, and you need to know what's going on.
1: Right. Um,
2: it's, it's hard Um, Can you talk about that a little bit, that idea? I mean, we we sort of addressed it, but...
1: No, I, I think you're right. I think it's really important for anybody who is looking at news or things that are happening within the Catholic Church to go to a trusted source. Now, many Catholics will be able to find information at their own local parish You know, many parishes across the country will have available to their parishioners the National Catholic Register Mm -hmm. or Our Sunday Visitor or the St. Louis Review or one of those trusted resources that are available to them. Uh, EWTN offers Catholic News Agency, which is a, a news aggregate, and you know, we have many reporters out there in in Rome and across the world reporting the news about the Catholic Church
2: and, and about the news in general. too. Absolutely, I, mean, Abs- uh, I just read something today about uh, the confirmation hearings for uh, for uh, Neil Gorsuch, 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 Gorsuch right? And who um, uh, you know and got the perspective from the National Catholic Register on, on those hearings and how they were going and, mm-hmm. and some of the issues of concern to Catholics, such as you know religious liberty and abortion and, and so on and so forth. Uh, he talked about um, death with dignity and how he might rule on that as a, as a Supreme Court justice. So it's nice to hear that, which is... Obviously a big secular story, right. but it has implications for the Church. Absolutely. And it's nice to hear that from a Catholic perspective.
1: It certainly is, and I, I would just again encourage your listeners to seek out those trusted resources. You know, Go to the Archdiocesan website and find news here in St. Louis. Listen to your local Catholic radio affiliate, Covenant Radio Network.
2: Or our podcast. Or our
1: podcast, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, all of those are trusted resources. That Catholics and non Catholics alike can turn to and really find out the truth, you know, from the church's perspective, which is, you know, the truth. Right, right. big, big T truth, <laughs> big as you tea, said. Exactly. Um,
2: so I don't want to take too much more time, uh, but, you know, th- we're at an interesting point then when you think about communications in general in the church. Bishop Paul Tai, who's, um, I can't remember his full title offhand, but he, he runs the social media accounts um, for the Vatican. Um, he was actually here at the, in the Archdiocese before he was a bishop. We had him to speak at our communications conference a few years ago. Amazing. Um, but he was recently at um, South by Southwest, which is a, a big um, conference in Austin every year. Uh, brings in innovators and and, and tech uh, entrepreneurs and and all kinds of uh, uh, startups and things looking for funding. So he was there as part of a panel discussion uh, to give a talk about sort of where the church fits in and how the church is using communications. Um, So clearly, people out there recognize the church uh, as someone, uh, as an organization, an entity that has pull, that influences a lot of people, and that is using using media in a way that's effective. can you talk about that a little bit? Like where we are, what's the landscape as you look out at Catholic communications and just the church in regards to communications? Like what's it look like? Because you're traveling around to different right. states and seeing different places.
1: Right. No, I, I think that the church in the way it is communicating the truth of the gospel, um, the, what's going on in the world today, in our country today, I think that the church is really doing a pretty good job about utilizing the language of today. So if it's social media, if it's television, if it's YouTube, if it's all of those different sites, the church seems to be there. You you know, mentioned all of the Twitter accounts at the Vatican. We're there, there are, there's a resource for people to follow when they're wanting to get the truth. The Archdiocese here has the Catholic Radio. You've got the podcast. You've got your, your own website where people can get information. You've got the St. Louis Review. EWTN, of course, has all of those, those resources as well. So I think that the church is trying to keep up with finding the places where people are going to get their information. And we're, we're trying to, you know, get a shoe in, get a foot in to those resources, I think it's a matter of letting people know that all of these resources exist. You go back to the beginning conversation of, of that marketing, that quote-unquote marketing, and it's really just a matter of sharing with people where they can find these resources. So if you're wanting to know the truth about what the you know what's happening in the world out there, as well as the truth, big T, what's going on in the church and what she teaches, um, I think that the church is really um, you know, trying to keep up. It's a constantly moving <laughs> entity, but I think we're doing a fairly good job. You know, in, in, in my lifetime, I feel like, you know, all of these, that the church wasn't using all of the resources to the best of her ability. When I was in college or, or even just shortly thereafter, I, didn't, I don't feel like there were as many of these channels to find out this information. You know, I went to my church on Sunday and sometimes I was able to go during the week or, you know, I would pick up maybe a, 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 a diocesan publication or or maybe a national Catholic publication. Um, but that was really, they were the pickings were pretty slim. Uh, and so now I feel like, just like EWTN is everywhere, um, I feel like a lot, of the dioceses, the archdioceses, the Vatican, uh, EWTN is, is kind of stepping up to the plate. I'm pretty mm-hmm. proud of the fact that, you know, this information is, is kind of everywhere. It was yeah. funny, um, just this week, a friend of mine who lives in Rome, he's from Atlanta, uh, had some visitors, some friends of his from Atlanta visiting him um, at the Vatican this week. And so he wanted to take his friends who had a little four-year-old daughter to the Vatican to attend the audience with the Holy Father. They happened to get in fairly close proximity, and this little four year old girl, um, you know, sort of the, the, the keepers of the Pope c- grabbed her, sort of lifted her towards the Holy Father, and the Holy Father was able to give her a kiss and kind of a blessing. Well, this little girl was so excited and exuberant, and of course, my friend is videotaping the whole thing. For all of the social media sites that he posts on, and in this, in her excitement, this little girl grabbed the Holy Father's zucchetta, the cap that he wears, and um, and he posted that that video. It was you know the Holy Father laughed, mm. and he ultimately, of course, got his zucchetta <laughs> back. But uh, everybody laughed, and they were having a great time, and and it was kind of a cute little thing. And my friend posted his video, and it blew up the internet. It felt like he was being contacted by. Reuters and Good Morning America and, and all of these, CNN and, and Fox News, all of these amazing outlets wanted to know if they could carry his video. Yeah. And, and so here is an example of something that we, as normal everyday people, use in our lives, but it was something that captured something that happened with the Holy Father, an encounter that the Holy Father had with one of his faithful and, and the world was excited about it. The world was interested to see this interaction with this four-year-old little girl and the Holy Father. And I think it brought some joy and some laughter to many, many people's lives. So, you know, you never know how God is going to use all of these resources, these tools of, of media and these tools of communication to, to share the gospel and, and, and um, you know, make people smile.
2: Yeah. And and hopefully bring people closer to him. Absolutely, well. that's, absolutely. Uh, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Well, and you said you said something earlier, um, and I know we probably need to wrap up here soon. But um, you said something about encounter. You, know, you use that word encounter, which Pope Francis uses a lot. Uses mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, I think that's really what it comes down to when it comes to marketing or sharing anything. You can share all you want digitally, online, whatever, but there's nothing that can replace the personal. Interaction, that encounter with another person face to face. Yes. And seeing that person and seeing the emotion in their face or hear it in their voice or, um, or the touch of a hand or, you know, a hand on a, on a shoulder, or whatever. Um, that personal encounter is something as a church we can't lose uh, e- despite all the other avenues we have for communication.
1: And I, I could not agree with you more. I think sometimes we need to put down the screens the computer, the tablet, the cell phone. We need to just put it down, put it away and look somebody else in the eye, a family member, a spouse, a neighbor, a stranger. Look somebody in the eye and and communicate with them that way, face to face, eye to eye, looking that, looking at them in the eye because all of the other resources as good as they might be, they're, you know, they're electronic, they they don't have that personal right. touch. Which is exactly what you're saying is, you know, might make all the difference in the world to somebody else who needs, you know, a smile, somebody to look at them, somebody to, to, you know, invite them, encounter, you know, Jesus through us, through our personal actions.
2: For sure. Well, Christine... This was a joy to have you on and to see you in person.
1: You too, Gabe. (laughs) Thank you. It's always a treat for me to be here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're happy to have
2: you. And if you're ever in St. Louis, we'd love to have you back on the Catholic Gateway Podcast and um, continue the good work you're doing through EWTN.
1: Thank you, Gabe, so much. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: So on this segment of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, uh, we're going to do something a little different. Usually we talk to somebody with the St. Louis Review about uh, maybe a story that was recently in the paper or something something coming soon. But um, right now, as we're recording this, the Catholic Communications uh, Collection is coming up in just a couple weeks, the weekend of May 20th and 21st. And so because we talked to Christine Schicker in the first segment about just marketing in general in regards to the church... Thought we would talk a little bit about the Catholic Communications campaign, and so I've brought in my boss, Elizabeth <laughs> Westhoff. So I'm on my best behavior.
0: That's right. You better behave.
2: <laughs> uh, but uh, Elizabeth is the director of communications for the Archdiocese, and I think this is your first time being on the podcast.
0: It is surprisingly enough my yeah. first time being on your podcast.
2: Um, I guess maybe that's a mutual thing. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't invited We're you friends. for very reason. Right, <laughs> I didn't want to be no, all, You know, I, I I'm didn't sweating bullets be nerv-
0: right, here. right, right. I didn't want you to be nervous. No, <laughs> it's it's great to be with you, and I appreciate the the work that you do on the podcast. And I know it goes out to it's uh, to a growing audience. Dozens so, of people. <laughs> your mom, my mom. <laughs> so it's <laughs> <The> people going-
2: <laughs> who are on the, on as guests.
0: <laughs> right. So it's going out to a growing a growing um, audience, though, and, and that's sort of the the the. the the, the beauty of the Catholic Communications campaign, which is coming up, the the campaign is actually a larger campaign that's sponsored every year by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, the USCCB, and so our part of it here locally in St. Louis is um, whatever monies we raise, we get to keep half here in St. Louis, and then we have to send half to the larger campaign um, in Washington D.C. at the USCCB, so that they can also benefit from, from the campaign. and um, you For know, example,
2: that, that helped us just a couple of years ago when myself and Laura Thompson from our office went to uh, uh, help out with the papal visit. Exactly. Part of that money to help us do our job and, and to, to uh, manage that, that whole endeavor <laughs> was... <laughs> Yeah, and you assisted campaign. with
0: for those who are listening. You assisted with media. I mean, yeah. you you handled uh, specifically, sort of just press we were, relations, we media relations and, at yeah. each at each spot. And Laura Laura helped with um, social media, exactly. and 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 here too locally. I mean, we've got you know um, certain things that we certainly couldn't do. The, the The theme this year, St. Louis, is that the Tablets have changed, the message hasn't. And the, the graphics are, are cute. It starts with the Ten Commandments on stone tablets. It goes to a reporter's notebook, uh, reporter's tablet, then to an iPad sort of tablet, um, saying that, you know, we, we've received the message of the gospel and, and God's word in different ways over the years, but the message is the same. And and the last image you see is is uh, someone holding the Bible. And, and so how do we, in communications... Increase and improve and stay uh, sort of on par with what the rest of the world is doing when it comes to communications and technological advances and and still uh, be able to share a message that in a lot of uh, ways is becoming less and less appreciated um, in our increasingly secularized society.
2: But the Catholic Communications Campaign also supports things just to make sure that Catholics in the pews or who aren't in the pews can still have access to the church. I'm thinking, you know, the mass for the homebound. Correct. That is supported by the Catholic Communications. Yeah,
0: there's. Campaign. We have a televised mass here in St. Louis uh, that is that is uh, helped in a great part to to the Catholic Communications campaign. We also have the um, radio broadcast mass um, down specifically in St. Genevieve. Um, in our area, uh, St. Genevieve is, is sort of a more rural area. It's a, about an hour and a half south of St. Louis City, and and they don't get the same kind of coverage down there, or it's sketchy, or, you know, I mean, if you think of, of the, the floods that we're experiencing right now, you know, um, if you have a radio, you'll still be able to hear the mass on Sunday, even if they can't get out of their home or their shelter or, or get to mass, they can still hear the mass via yeah. that radio. And and so it's, you know, it's really important that that we do this for people. So between the televised mass and the the radio broadcast, and, you know, we were talking a little bit about social media, social media, I said uh, on a on a um, list discussion of the communications uh, professionals uh, that I'm subscribed to today that the church needs to get away from calling it new media because it's just the media. And we've got to, you know, I'm sure that when, when stone tablets came out, and you know, somebody said, look, at those, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. Oh, That'll God, never. We can communicate <laughs> now. <laughs> that's a fad. <laughs> but it's not. You know, this is where people are. And if we are not where people are, we're not doing our job.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is why we're doing a podcast. Which
0: is why we're doing the podcast, and the podcast is is something that benefits from this. I just want to mention quickly, too, something else that, that has benefited from the Catholic Communications Campaign and and, um, and also with some help from EWTN, which uh, you heard from Christine Schicker uh, before this spot. but. The Year of Mercy video series we would not have been able to make uh, to a certain degree without the help of the Catholic Communications campaign to help with the cost of of um, you know licensing and, and music and and uh, so between Catholic Communications and EWTN we were able to create a, a video series a very short video series that um, and I'm going to give a little shout out. Um, has just won uh, the 2017 New Media <laughs> Social Media is. Campaign of the Year, and we won a Gabriel Award for that. Mm-hmm. And Lisa Johnston and I will be going up to um, Quebec City uh, in June to receive that award. But and that's a big deal. for people who don't deal. know, I mean, that's like that's like an Emmy. That's like a Catholic, Catholic Emmy. Yeah, you know? it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And and we couldn't do that. And it's not so much about the award. It's about the fact that we were able to create the series um, using – scriptural passages and imagery and it's very simple but it has reached a lot of people and if you haven't seen it i would advise you to go to the archdiocesan website archstl.org slash mercy or you can go to youtube and, and see those videos as well so you can see kind of what i'm talking about yeah. but we 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 definitely um in this archdiocese and we're a huge archdiocese um we definitely uh rely on the kindness of of the people in the pew to help us defer some costs
2: yeah. and it's it's very important because because we are a large archdiocese and there are a lot of people communicating is all the more important because we have to reach all those people in various different well, ways. Well,
0: we've got 11 counties. Some are rural, some are more urban. Um, and we're, we're a big diocese. We're a big archdiocese. We're the metropolitan archdiocese here in this part of, of the state. And, and we, we have about 500,000 Catholics that we reach out to. And it's not just the, the Catholics we're reaching out to. It's, as you mentioned, we also want to reach out to the non-Catholics and the agnostics and the atheists and the anti-Catholics. You know, it's our duty to, to spread the message— wherever there are people. So we've got to keep doing this, and we can't do it without the help of, of donations.
2: Mm-hmm. So if you've contributed before, thank you for your generosity. I hope you'll contribute again. And uh, if you haven't, uh, you know, hopefully check out your parish. They, they should have a pew cards in there and envelopes. And
0: Well, and folks can go online, too. You can go online uh, to learn more about the the collection and also to give online. You can go to archstl.org, A-R-C-H-S-T-L. slash archstl.org. CCC, as in Catholic Communications Campaign.
2: That makes it easy. How's that for communications? Right? <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> be easier. We know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> nice and slick. Anyway, well, uh, thanks, this was Kay. fun, and yeah, um, we'll have you back on sometime.
0: Thanks for all you do, and uh, thanks to everybody who's listening to this. Is a I know that this was a, a an endeavor of love for you. This podcast, and it's a it's. I'm proud of you for doing this, and uh, proud of all of our staff for the way that we reach out to the community at large and and try to spread the gospel message wherever it needs to be.
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at ArchSTL.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at ArchSTL is our handle there, at ArchSTL. And we're on Instagram, at CatholicSTL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook. Also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at st louis review that's st lewis review the catholic gateway podcast is a production of the archdiocese of st louis i'm your host gabe jones we hope you'll join us again next time here in the gateway to the west the rome of the west catholic st louis